This is a GRDC podcast. Weeds don't obey borders. Whether it's a broadacre cropping enterprise next to an orange orchard or a weedy roadside, the simple fact is one impacts the other. Hello there, I'm Prue Adams. Weed seeds and herbicide-resistant genes have the potential to move across farm boundaries and between different land uses. An Australian government project with additional GRDC and Cotton Research and Development Corporation investment is taking a unique approach to traditional weed control by collaborating beyond fence lines with varying land users. Called Area-Wide Weed Management for Cropping Systems, the project is focused on three pilot regions, the Sunraysia, the Darling Downs and the Murrumbidgee Irrigation Area. I spoke with program leader, the CSIRO's Dr Rick Llewellyn, in a greenhouse at the Waite campus of Adelaide University. Apologies for the noisy bird life. Yeah, this project's a really interesting one because it's bringing together not just one sector but multiple sectors. We've got grains, we've got cotton, we've got horticulture, wine coming together along with the federal government funding that's bringing us all together to look at mobile weeds. And these are the weeds that spread across boundaries, including public land. So we're not just focusing on the industry and the crops in the ground, in the, in the paddocks. We're looking at the broad implications of these weeds across the whole district. So who's involved? It's multidisciplinary, but it's also across a whole range of different um, organisations, isn't it? Yeah, we've been able to bring together a great team of people from a whole range of organisations. We're here at the University of Adelaide where the resistance experts are, and that's where the testing's taking place. We've got economists, we've got social scientists from the University of Wollongong. At the University of Queensland, we've got genetic uh, experts who are looking at the population genetics and looking at whether weeds are related to other weed populations in a district and whether there's movement happening. So we've got a big spread, but importantly, we've got the regional groups on the ground in Sunraysia, in the Murrumbidgee Irrigation Area, as well as in the Darling Downs as well, where the, where the major cotton growing industry is. So to what extent is there a need for greater coordination of weed management beyond sort of the individual farm boundaries? Well, most weed management is done by farmers for the management in their paddocks, but we know that some of the most costly weeds, especially some of the weeds we're looking at here, they are really costly across these industries and they are mobile. They spread by seed, they spread by pollen, and that's why we're focusing on particular weeds here that have got that potential to spread across boundaries. And they can be very costly, but have different levels of cost to different industries. And that's why we're really trying to encourage the different sectors to work together. And what weeds are you looking at in particular? Well, we're working at fleabane is a common mobile weed across all of these regions. So that's a big one that we're looking at. It's a, it's a problem and a costly problem in all of these districts. We're also looking at feather top roads. And there's a, in other, other regions, there's particular weeds like silverleaf nightshade that are a particular problem in the, in the Riverina or the Murrumbidgee irrigation area, for example. But importantly, we're also looking at glyphosate resistance in, in ryegrass, which is a, a major problem. And ryegrass, of course, is the most costly weed in Australia for cropping. So where the project hasn't finished, there's still some time to go on it, is there any data, up-to-date data, or preliminary data, I suppose, that you can tell us? Yeah, well, it has got a, almost a whole year to go, this project. So one of the big first steps we've tried to do is really look at how much mobility there is and how much resistance there is. Uh, so a lot of the, the work that's been done has been getting that baseline. You know, what are we really dealing with here with these weeds? So we've had resistance testing done. And, th and this is interesting, resistance testing, because it's not just in paddocks in the crop. 
We're also looking at roadsides. We're also looking at the variety of land uses. So, so not many surveys like this are done in a district where you're looking across different land uses at the same time. And you, what, what we're finding is that the resistance levels are, are high, but they're not to the extent where it's already everywhere. There's still a lot of incentive there to stop the spread. So we're looking at around 50% resistance on average to glyphosate resistance in some of these key weeds like fleabane. So there still is plenty of incentive to stop that spread and that's an important finding at the start of the project. Did that surprise you? Uh, it shouldn't surprise people just how much resistance there is, but one thing that we're doing is we're taking random samples. So it's not just samples that people are submitting because they suspect resistance. So we're doing the random sampling and then finding these high levels of resistance. So, so that might surprise a few people just how much resistance there is. Um, and the other important thing we're, we're testing is across a whole range of weeds and just seeing whether there's clusters of types of resistance. And I guess one of the things we've found is that resistance is generally quite scattered around a district. So you're not seeing a front of resistance moving from north to south, for example. You're seeing it scattered around. So it's often a, a neighbourly thing where you try, might be trying hard to prevent the spread from one neighbour to another or roadsides into paddocks. So there are trials in three regions. Can you tell me about those trials? Yeah, so they're quite different trials in the different regions. So in Sunraysia, you, you've got the example of trials taking place in a neighbouring grains paddock and then also in the horticultural uh, orchard alongside. So what you're seeing is different opportunities to control weeds for different reasons and that's getting that sort of connection together between the two. So that's a really interesting trial whether in the grains farm you're trying to look at different alternatives that reduce the risk to the, the horticultural enterprise along, alongside it but still control those weeds. Up on the uh, Darling Downs, the focus and Toowoomba Regional Council are involved and it's looking at roadside weed management and different options you can use on a roadside to suppress these weeds that can potentially move into the paddocks in, in, the, in the fallow season. So that's a really important trial that's happening there as well. So in the Murrumbidgee irrigation area, we're looking at the channel bank management where there's a risk of weeds moving through channel water across the different uh, land uses there, which is so diverse in that area. You've got rice, you've got grains, you've got vineyards, you've got other horticulture, you've got some cotton. So it's looking at what can be done on channel banks to better suppress those weeds and reduce that, that risk, as well as a whole other a range of work looking at different herbicide options in vineyards as well. So tell me what weed mapping is and in regards to herbicide resistance. So because we're looking at area-wide weed management, which is across whole districts and not just individual farms or paddocks, it's really important that we understand where the resistance is, where the weed populations are, and we're looking at the relationship between them, what movement there is. So every sample that's been taken has got GPS coordinates and the, the mapping's being done in the GIS systems. And then we're looking at whether there's clusters of resistance and what the relationships are. So that's a big part of this project, looking at just what sort of mobility is happening. But what we're also doing is the genetic sort of population analysis as well through the University of Queensland. And that's able to see just how related these different populations are as well, not just their resistance status. So far, how has it been received? How has this information been received across the industries? Well, what, one of the exciting things is there's a whole range of levels to this project. One is just bringing different sectors together in terms of weed management, because they've got different reasons to control these weeds at different times of the year. So in terms of the engagement, what you see in an area like Sunraysia is you've got horticulture sort of coming together with the grains industry at extension events, things that we haven't really seen happen. And, and it's really highlighted just how much potential there is for more of that. But 
how you make that happen is a big challenge and that's why the social science has been so important. We've done a lot of interviews with farmers and other stakeholders and we know that even though the majority of people know that they've received a weed problem from a neighbour, they understand that that's happened and they see it as a problem, it still needs to be a low cost option to make it a successful uh, practice and to get area-wide approaches together. So that's really what we're focusing on here, trying to get that, reduce that barrier to encourage more of this to happen. Have you been surprised by how willing the various different industries have been to actually hear about what is going on with the next door neighbour? or some other kind of land use? Well, it's different in different sectors. I mean, herbicide resistance is such a big problem in the grains industry, but then you look at other sectors like horticulture and, the, and weed management is, is not as prominent and there hasn't been as much activity. So you do see big differences between the, the regions and that's something we're really trying to tap into here and seeing what more we can do together. In the Sunraysia district outside Mildura, there have been trials on a couple of broadacre properties bordering orchards, where the weed fleabane is a problem. Mallee Sustainable Farming is one of the many groups involved in the extensive research project. Acting Executive Officer Tanya Morgan says there have been several events across the Sunraysia district to bring the various land users together. So MSF is one of three farming systems groups that are involved with the project and I guess our role is to really work on the extension side of things, uh, find out who the interested parties are in the region, try and engage with them, bring them together, uh, find out what their specific area of interest is and then work with them to come up with some solutions and then, yeah, communicate that widely. So paint a picture of this region in terms of the farming types, I suppose, because it's not like every other region, is it? No, there's quite a mix of farming in this district. Uh, the Sunraysia region has broadacre farming around the fringes, but around the river we are seeing an increase in horticultural crops like almonds. Uh, we've got citrus, we've got vegetable crops, we've got a lot of wine. Uh, vines for wine and also dried fruit. So there's quite a, a varied mix of industries around here. So a lot of different priorities that people have, um, but the one thing they all have in common is weeds. Yeah, absolutely. So that is one thing they have in common. What are the challenges in having such a broad range of different enterprises in the one area and trying to tackle an issue like weeds? Yeah, the challenges are that they do things at different times of year. So broadacre farmers typically harvest at the end of the year, whereas um, somebody like a citrus farmer will be harvesting uh, while a broadacre farmer is seeding. So, uh, yeah, just timing of activity is one of the challenges that they sort of face when they're looking at doing, you know, a common practice of weed management. We have to work with the different industry groups to um, find the right time to do some of these things. And how are you going about getting them together to discuss, you know, what these issues might be in terms of weeds? Yeah, it, it's it's been a bit of a challenge for somebody like Mallee Sustainable Farming that typically works with low rainfall broadacre farmers. But what we did at the start was really reached out to the industry groups and they all have their own network and their own contacts. So uh, we found that a really useful way of, you know, 
finding out who's who and who were the right people to speak to. And we've really um, had a good response from those industry groups that can see the benefit in having an area-wide approach to weed management. Um, they see the benefits for their farmers, we see the benefits for ours, and we've been able to talk about some common solutions and sorts of activities that might really engage the different industry groups. Have you been surprised in any way as to how keen maybe horticulture or orchardists are in, in getting involved? Yeah, there is a difference um, in working with horticultural versus broadacre because weeds are a really big production issue in broadacre. They take away moisture, they take away nutrients, so they really do affect crop yield, whereas in horticultural crops, they're more of a nuisance. Um, they're more of a hygiene issue. They don't always affect production. They can possibly affect markets. So trying to find um, some common things that you know appeal to both. Um, the common, there might not be a common approach. You, you might really have to hone in on the marketing aspects in horticulture as, as the reason why they need to control weeds versus the production aspects um, with broadacre farmers. So the activities we're going to do are going to be slightly different based on what their priorities are. So what kinds of activities and events can you plan, have you planned in the past and can you plan in the future to try and get all these parties together and get them to understand each other? Absolutely. Uh, so far we've run events with the different industry groups. It's been hard to get them together because they spray at different times. So the stuff we've focused on in Broadacre has really been about summer spraying and avoiding off-target damage when they're spraying next to sensitive crops. In horticultural situation, we're really focused on using the right chemicals, making sure they get a better result when they're actually spraying. So we've really had to tailor uh, the communications and the events around where the different industries are at. So, um, and I think that's been a really good result because we've been able to give them the information that they need. So there's been a social science study done just on people's attitudes. Can you tell me a little bit about that? So the social science that's been done as part of this project has been really investigating people's attitudes towards weed management, because if we can find out what drives some of their decision-making behind weed management, we can, you know, help tailor some of the programs we, we roll out across um, the different industry groups. So the social science uh, surveyed 200 people from the Sunraysia. They also did surveys with the other farming systems groups. Um, and then they also did interviews. So they were able to cross-reference what they did in the surveys um, with a bit more background from the interviews. And it generally found that people thought that area-wide weed management was a really good idea and that not only did they have a responsibility to manage weeds on farm for themselves, they had a responsibility to do that for their neighbours. So we know that if we've got engaged people, we're more likely to get a really good result. So we're really pleased to see those results and uh, yeah, it just gives us a really good starting point for trying to engage people going into the future. So what does success look like if you were to, you know, beam it forward in a year, two years' time? What does success look like to you? Yeah, I don't think area-wide weed management is something we're going to crack, you know, in one or two years. I think it's something that takes uh, a concerted effort and an approach over a long period of time. But I think really just highlighting the conversations, um, opening up opportunities for neighbours to collaborate and making that a common practice. I think we'll see more benefits um, evolve over a, a longer space of time and um, amongst a whole pile of different weeds, not just fleabane. That was Tanya Morgan from Mallee Sustainable Farming. 
and before her, Dr Rick Llewellyn from the CSIRO. This project is supported through funding from the Australian Government, Department of Agriculture, Water and the Environment as part of its Rural R&D for Profit program and the Grains Research and Development Corporation and the Cotton Research and Development Corporation. This is a GRDC podcast. I'm Prue Adams. Thanks for listening.